You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Book 2. The Earth Under the Martians. Chapter 1. Underfoot. In the first book, I have wandered so much from my own adventures to tell the experiences of my brother that although the last two chapters I and the curate have been lurking in the empty house at Hellerford, whither we fled to escape the black smoke, there I will resume. We stopped there all Sunday night and all the next day, the day of the panic, in a little island of daylight cut off by the black smoke from the rest of the world. We could do nothing but wait in aching inactivity during those those two weary days. My mind was occupied by anxiety for my wife. I figured her at Leverhead, terrified in danger, mourning me already as a dead man. I paced the rooms. I cried aloud when I thought of how I was cut off from her. Of all that might happen to her in my absence, my cousin I knew was brave enough for any emergency, but he was not the sort of man to realise danger quickly, to rise promptly. What was needed now was not bravery, but circumspectation. My only consolation was to believe that the Martians were moving Lundwood Ward and away from her, such vague anxieties keep the mind sensitive and painful. <clears throat> I grew very weary and irritable with the curate's perpetual ejaculations. I tried, I tired of the sight of his selfish desire, after some infectual sense. I kept away from him, staying in a room, eventually a children's schoolroom, containing gloves, forms and copybooks. When he followed me, me tither, I went to a box room at the top of the house in order to be alone, my aching miseries locked myself in. We were helplessly hemmed in by the black smoke all that day and morning of the next. There were signs of people in the next house on a Sunday evening, 
a face at the window, a moving lights, and later the slamming of the door. I do not know who these people were, nor what became of them. We saw nothing of them next day. Black smoke drifted slowly riverward, all through Monday morning, creeping nearer and nearer to us, driving at last along the roadway outside the house that hid us. A Martian came across the fields about midday, laying the stuff with a jet of superheated steam that hissed across the walls, smashed all the windows it touched, and scalded the curate's hand as he fled out of the front room. When at last we crept across the sodden rooms and looked out again, the country northward was as though a black snowstorm had passed over it. Looking towards the river, we started to see an uncountable redness mingling with the black of the scorched meadows. For a time we did not see how this change affected our position, save that we were relieved of our fear of the black smoke. But later I perceived that we were no longer hemmed in, and now we might get away. So soon I realised the way of escape was open. My dream of action returned. The curate was lethargic and reasonable. We're safe here, he repeated, safe here. I resolutely to leave him. What would I have had? Would that I had, wise enough that for the trading man's teaching, I sought out food and drink. I found oil and rags for my burns. Also took a hat and a flannel shirt I found in one of the bath bedrooms. When it was clear to him, I meant to go alone. I recalled myself to going alone. He suddenly roused himself to come, and all being quiet, throughout this afternoon, we started about five o'clock, as I should judge, along the blackened road to Sunbury. In Sunbury, at intervals along the road, the dead bodies lying, in contorted attitudes, horses as well as men, overturned carts and luggage, all covered thickly with black dust, a pale cindery powder, made me think of what I had read of the destruction of Pompeii. We got to Hampton Court without misadventure, our minds full of strange and unfamiliar appearances, and at Hampton Court our eyes were relieved to find a patch of green that escaped the suffocating drift. We went through Bushery Park, with its deer going to and fro from the chestnuts of some men and women, hurrying in the distance towards Hamilton, and so we came to Twickenham. These were the first people we saw. Across the road, the woods beyond Ham, Ham and Peterson, Sham, was still fire. Twickenham was uninjured by either heat rate or black smoke. There were more people about here, though none could give us news. The first part, they were like ourselves. Taking advantage of a low shift to shift their quarters, I have an impression that many of the houses here were still occupied by scared inhabitants, too frightened even for flight. Here too the evidence of a hasty rout was abundant along the road. I remember most vividly three smashed bicycles, a heap pounded into the road by wheels of subsequent carts. We crossed Richmond Bridge about half past eight. We hurried across the exposed bridge, of course, by notice floating down 
the stream a number of red masses, some many feet across. I did not know what they were. There was no time for scrutiny. I put a more ter- horrible interpretation on them than they deserved. Here again on Surrey side where the black dust had once been smoke and dead bodies heaped near the, the approach to the station, but we had no glimpse of the Martians till we were some way towards Barnes. We saw in blackened distance a group of three people running down a side street towards the river, but otherwise it seemed deserted. Up the hill, Richmond town was burning briskly. Outside the t- town of Richmond, there was no trace of the black smoke. Then suddenly, as we approached Crew Q, came a number of people running, and upward works of a Martian fighting machine loomed in sight over the housetops. Not a hundred yards away from us, we stood aghast at our danger, and had the Martian looked down, we might immediately have perished. We were so terrified that we dared not go on, but turned aside and hid the shed in the garden. There the curate crouched, weeping silently, refusing to stir again. But my fixed idea of reaching Everhead would not let me rest, and the twilight I ventured out again. I went through a shrubbery along a passage beside a big house standing in its own grounds, so emerged upon the road towards Kew. The curate I left in the shed became hurrying after me. The second start was the most fulfillingly thing I ever did, for it was a manifest the Martians about us. No sooner had the curate overtaken me than we saw either the fighting machine I had seen before or another far away across the meadows in the direction of the Kew Lodge. Four or five little black figures hurried before it across the green grey of the field and in a moment it was evident this Martian, this Martian pursued them. In three strides he was among them and he ran radiating from his feet in all directions. He used no heat ray to destroy them but picked them up one by You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The one, apparently trust them 
to a giant metallic carrier which projected, projected behind him, such much as a workman's basket hangs over his shoulder. It was the first time I realised the Martians might have another purpose, their destruction with defeated humanity. We stood for a moment petrified, and turned and fled through a gate behind us in, into a walled garden, fell into, rather than found, a fortunate ditch, and lay there scared, daring not to whisper to each other until the stars were out. I suppose it's nearly eleven o'clock before we gathered courage to start again, long longer venturing into the road, but sneaking along hedge roads and through plantations, and watching cleanly through the darkness. We on the right, I he on the right, I on the left for the Martians who seemed to be all about us. In one place we blundered upon a scorched and blackened area, now calling Lashend, a number of scattered dead bodies of men buried, burned horribly, about their heads and trunks, but with their legs and boots mostly intact, of dead horses, fifty feet perhaps, behind a line of four ripped guns and smashed gun carriages. Sheen, it seemed, escaped destruction, but a place is silent and deserted. Here we happened on no dead. Through the night was not too dark for us to see the side roads of the place. In Sheen, my companion suddenly complained of faintness, and first we decided to try one of the houses. The first house we entered, after a little difficulty with the window, was a small, semi-detached villa. I found nothing eatable left in the place but some mouldy cheese. They always have a water to drink. I took a hatchet which promised to be useful in our next housebreaking. We then crossed to a place where the road turns towards Malt Lake. Here there stood a white house within a walled garden. In a pantry of this smell, found a store of food, two loaves of bread, a pan, an uncooked steak, and half of a ham. Gave this catalogue so precisely because, as it happened, we were destined to subsistence upon this door for the next fortnight. Bottle of beer stood near a shelf, and there were two bags of habercock beans and some limp lettuces. The pantry opened into a kind of washed-up kitchen, and this was firewood. There was also a cupboard, in which we found nearly a dozen burgundy tinned soups and salmon, and two tins of biscuits. We sat in Jason's kitchen and dark, we dared not strike a light, and ate bread and ham and drank beer out of the same bottle. The curate, who was still tremendous and restless, was now oddly enough for pushing on. I was urging him to keep his strength by eating when the thing happened that was to imprison us. I can't, it can't be midnight yet, I said, then came a blinding glare of vivid green light. Everything in the kitchen leaped out clearly, visible green and black and vanished again. Then followed such a concussion as I have never heard before or since. So close on the heels of this to seem entertainers came a thud behind the crash of glass, a clash of rattle falling masonry all about us, a plaster of ceiling coming came down upon us, smashing the multitude of fragments upon our heads, and knocked headlong across the floor against the oven handle and stunned. 
I was sensible for a long time. The curate told me. I came to be in darkness again. He, with a wet face wet, I found afterwards with blood from a cut void, with dabbing water over me. For some time I could not recollect what had happened. Then things came to me slowly. A bruise on my temple asserted itself. Are you better? asked the curate in a whisper. At last I answered him. I sat up. Don't move, he said. The floor is covered with smashed crockery from the dresser. You can't possibly move without making a noise. I fancy they are outside. We both sat quite silent so that we could scarcely hear each other breathing. Everything seemed deadly still. Once something near us, some plaster, broken brickwork slid down with rumbling sound outside. Very near was an intermittent metallic rattle. That, said the curate, may presently happen again. Yes, I said. What is it? What? But what is it? A Martian, said the curate. I listened again. It's not like the heat ray, I said. And for a time I inclined to think. One of the great fighting machines had stumbled against the house, as I had seen one stumble against the tower of Shepparton Church. The situation was so strange and incomprehensible that for three or four hours, until the dawn came, we scarcely moved, and then the light floated in, not through the window, which remained black, but through a triangular appendage, behind a beam and heap of broken bricks. In the wall behind us, the interior of the kitchen, we saw, we now saw greyly for the first time. The window had been bust in by a mass of garden mould, which flowed over the table upon which we had been sitting, lay about our feet. Outside the soil was banked high against the house. Atop the window frame we could see uprooted drain pipe. The floor was littered with smashed hardware. The end of the kitchen towards the house was broken into, and since the daylight shone in there, it was evident the greater part of the house had collapsed. Contrasting vividly with this ruin was a great a neat dresser, stained in fashion, pale green, with a number of copper and tin vessels below it, wallpaper imitating blue and white towels, a couple of coloured supplements fluttering from the walls above the kitchen range. As dawn drew, grew, as dawn grew clearer, we saw through the gap in the wall the body of the Martian, Standing sentinel, I suppose of the still glowing cylinder, a sight of that we called it, as circumspectly as possible, out of the twilight, kitchen of blackness of the scullery. Abruptly the right interpretation dawned upon my mind. The fifth cylinder, I whispered, the fifth shot, and the Martians had struck this house and buried it un- under the ruins. For a time the coat was silent, and then he whispered, God have mercy upon us. I heard him presently whimpering to himself. Save for that sound, we lay quite still in the scullery. I, for my part, scared, dared breathe, and sat with my eyes fixed on the faint light. The kitchen door could see this curate's face, a dim oval shape, his collar and cuffs. Outside there began a metallic hammering, and a violent ho- then a violent hooting, and again, another, after quite interval, hissing, like a hissing of an engine. His noises, for the most part problematical, continued intermittently, and seemed, if anything, to increase in a number, 
as time wore on, presently emerged thundering, thundering, and vibration made everything about us quiver, and the vessels in the pantry ring, rang, ring, and shift behind the shift and begin and continued. Once the light was eclipsed, the ghostly kitchen doorway became absolutely dark. For many hours we must have crouched there, silent and shivering, till our tired attention failed. At last I found myself awake and very hungry. I was inclined to believe we must have spent the greater portion of the day before that awakening. My hunger was at stride to so insistent if we, if it moved me to action, a total correct was going to seek food, felt my way towards the pantry. He made no answer, but so so soon as I began eating, faint noise I heard made stirred him up and I heard him calling after me. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.